Welcome to For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our Da Capo Conversations, a mini-series where we'll be giving familiar segments a topical twist. Today we revisit Valerie Liu's and Saint-Nova's perspectives on music and healing. Here's what Valerie Liu had to say. Yes, um, your inner self is who you really are on the inside. Your outer self is your physical body and how you relate to others. Like you can have many roles, like teacher, student, parent, child, husband, wife, friend, etc. But that is just an aspect of you. Your inner self deals with feelings, emotions, intuition, spirituality, beliefs, fantasies, desire, and purpose. I like composing because music can help me express my inner self. If I work on music for a particular subject, I notice I would need to sort out my own feelings towards that subject. So journeying through, working through music is like therapy for me. It is healing. I often find peace at the end. Um, I'll use Cassandra's piece as an example. In the closing section, music is reflecting living alone with your gift, like Cassandra. After going through all the drama in each section, I experience a closure here. A closure tells me that it is okay to be alone like her, just me and my voice. Wow. Yes. So I find that very healing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Healing for the composer and then healing for the people who take the journey listening to your music. Yes, my hope for that too is others can, I can provide healing towards others through music somehow. Yeah. yeah. Different than nursing, though. Yeah. Where you're yeah. very hands on. Yeah. That's interesting how it's the flip sides of the same coin. So you were healing the body, and now you're healing the mind and the spirit. <laughs> Here's what Senova had to say. We'll start with the premise that I'm, um, I'm a meditation practitioner, and I discovered that 2015 in, in Chelsea, New York, and um, by way of like, I think it was the seventh person that told me I should go to meditation. <laughs> I, I finally relented, um, and um, and so it, it brought an immense amount of clarity and kind of just like um, this, this sense that the stars aligned. Um, um, and kind of like how ripeness comes to a fruit. I, I, I don't know how it happened, but it, it did happen. And so this clarity and this, this idea of being present, particularly uh, my practices as in Buddhism. Um, and I wanted to bring that into, um, my, my music practice. So, um, I would say I have two, two separate practices. One is more of a um, composer performer, um, neoclassical or avant-garde classical type music. Um, 
to be enjoyed <laughs> for entertainment purposes. And to me, the other the other aspect is to be um, as present with music, um, as present with yourself um, as possible when when listening. So uh, after someone kind of saw kind of what I was doing with the music as far as being still, and I would have these rooms in Berlin where I would invite people to come and uh, listen, uh, uh, active, li actively listen. Uh, they would find a space on the ground, um, most of the time lie down, and just tell them to be be with the music in a way that we're not when we're listening to Spotify or on YouTube, where we're either judging a sound, oh, it's as good as it not, just remind me of this time, uh, can I see myself driving a Ferrari and listening to this? <laughs> like, yeah, all these places except for the here and now. So when I do instruct um, uh, the, the participants to, to be as present with the sound and a little um, acknowledge whatever makes you feel and to always kind of um, reintroduce yourself to the, to the rhythm of the breath and, and, and kind of like that, it really changes uh, the, their, their interaction with, with sound. And it honestly, it could be a Frank Sinatra song that you do this to. But it's it's really the, how you do it and and why that that really uh, affects um, the the people I I work with in this regard and it also I use this practice myself when I'm listening to music and so activism through this to the point of helping people be as present as they can while listening to sound appreciating even when you're walking down the street and you pay attention to the various um, sounds coming, um, bird sounds, uh, car tires on the streets. Being incredibly present, allowing for clarity to come and finding peace. You know, it's really about just finding peace with yourself and with, with you know, your surroundings. So yeah, so to me, this is, this is I, I, I don't see this practice uh, going anywhere. Um, it's It's something I want to, uh, expand um, and invite people to do this. And also what I, what I love about this, this particular practice of, of kind of active listening or um, sound healing is that it can be done anywhere, any place, uh, at, at any time, honestly by anyone. The way that people focus on the sensations of the breath while they're meditating, to me, you can do that with, with sound. Um, and it can be from you know from music to just a sound coming from the room or outside outside of a space outside of a building or something like that. I don't know how I'm helping people, but I've done these sound healing sessions or these listening sessions, and people come up to me afterwards and just tell me what an incredible experience um, they've had. And after. The first time I, the very first time I did it and I had people come up to me and even um, security guards said, oh yeah, I heard people saying it was life-changing. I was just uh, completely um, bewildered. Because <laughs> you know, here I am, I mean, I'm, I'm going through my own, uh, my own process of creating the music live. So I, I basically perform live sets of electronic music. Uh, um, and just that people come with this awareness um, 
So I, I don't know how I, I, I help others, but I'm happy to create these sessions um, where people do feel that they're connecting with some type of higher power or connecting with themselves. Thank you for listening to Four Good Measures to Capo Conversations and a special thank you to our guests for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes, with special thanks to co-producer and audio engineer Stephanie M. Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measures.